Welcome to In-Depth, an in-depth look at the interesting, educational, and timely topics affecting you right here in Marion County and beyond. The one to count on for today's local news coverage is KNIA KRLS. And now with today's In-Depth, here is Dr. Bob Leonard. It's that time of year again. Daylight saving time goes into effect early Sunday morning. Who invented daylight saving time? Why? What are some of the unanticipated consequences? Let's go in depth with David Prerau, author of Seize the Daylight, the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time. So David, it's that time of year again. Yes, it is. Daylight saving time, and as it has for the, since 2007, it's starting on the second uh, week in March. And it seems so early this year, but it's been this way for a couple of years now? Right. Since 2007, we pushed it up to the second Sunday in March, and so it, it, is, it has been starting earlier for the last uh, few years. And why did we make that change? Well, it was part of an energy bill passed in 2005, and the primary impetus was to try to save energy, and daylight saving time has always been used as a way to save energy, and we added uh, three or four weeks each uh, spring, depending on the year, and one week in the fall. We uh, moved the time back one week into the beginning of November, and so we added about a month. And the Department of Energy did a study after this uh, was done and found that, yes, indeed, it did save energy. So uh, that was the main reason it was done, and it seems to have worked. Well, could you tell us a little bit about the history of daylight saving time? Okay, well, it goes all the way back to Benjamin Franklin in 1784. He was living in Paris and sleeping late and going to diplomatic affairs. He was a uh, U.S. ambassador to France. And one day he woke up early and he saw the light shining in his window. And he realized that if he would wake up early, he and all the rest of the Parisians and everyone else around the world, he would wake up closer to sunrise, you'd be able to light your house for free rather than having to use expensive candles that he uh, needed in the, in the evenings to light his house. And so he had the basic idea of daylight saving time, which was to wake up closer to sunrise to make better use of daylight. But he had no idea about moving the clocks forward. Uh, that came later. When did we start moving the clocks forward? Well, a man named George Hudson in... Uh, New Zealand was the first with that idea, but it it never got passed. And the person who we look we look to as the person whose idea gave the daylight saving time we have today is a man named William Willett, who lived outside of London. And in 1905, he used to wake up early and go on an early morning horseback ride. And he would found that nobody else was up and awake and enjoying the beautiful uh, spring and summer mornings. And so he said, "What could I do to get everybody to make use of this beautiful?" Uh, sunshine. And the idea he had was to move the clocks forward so people could get up at their normal wake-up time, but they actually would be waking up closer to sunrise. And also then it would give them an hour more of daylight in, in the evening after work. And so that's where the idea came from. And so his purpose was to just get people out and enjoying the mornings? Yeah. He, he he was more thinking of, the, of, of using... The day, he thought of the, the daylight was being wasted and people were sleeping through it. Wouldn't it be nice if we can get, get people up early to, to make use of this beautiful day? And at the same time, when they came home from work, the sun would set uh, a little earlier, and therefore he, they wouldn't be able to do as much things after work. So by, having the, uh, by moving the clocks forward, 
we could make use of that morning daylight and essentially add that hour of daylight in the evening. So that was his idea. However, it didn't get passed in the British Parliament uh, until World War I came. And when World War I came, the, the emphasis again was on saving energy. And the countries in World War I were looking for ways to save energy. And it was Germany, actually, not Britain, where this man had proposed it, but Germany, who took his idea and implemented it in 1916. Well, as soon as Germany, uh, who was Britain's number one enemy during the war, uh, put in daylight saving time, the British did it two weeks later after having rejected Willett's idea for eight years. And eventually every country on both sides of World War I put in daylight saving time to save energy, and we in the U.S. put in World War I, put in daylight saving time in 1918 for that reason. And did we go back off of it after the war? Right. When the war ended, it was considered, uh, it wasn't very popular, especially among rural people, and so it was uh, repealed. And then when World War II came, the same thing happened. It was put in to uh, save energy for the wartime effort and immediately repealed when the war ended. More in-depth after this. I continued my conversation with David Prerau, author of Seize the Daylight, the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time. Now, when I was a kid, I was taught that this was something for farmers, but you've told me in the past that that isn't the case. Farmers have been It's actually the opposite. Somehow people think it was for farmers, but the number one group against daylight saving time from the very beginning and until today, all around the world, uh, has been uh, farmers. And why is that? The reason is, uh, from what I understand, that uh, farmers have to do a lot of their uh, activities based on the sun, regardless of the clock. And the sun would, would be used for light, and also it, they talked about using it to uh, burn off some of the dew in the morning. And anyway, so uh, this, the farmers would be fixed with the sun, and everybody else would go forward because of the uh, daylight saving time, and this would put the farmers an hour behind schedule, behind everybody else's schedule. And this is, was very important, especially when people had to bring produce and milk and other things to, to trains that were on a schedule because the trains would go an hour earlier. But uh, for every other interaction that farmers would have with the rest of the world, it would put them an hour behind. And so they've always been the number one group against daylight saving time. Well, them and people from Arizona, right? Well, Arizona is one of the two states that doesn't have daylight saving time, Hawaii and Arizona. And Hawaii doesn't have it because it's sort of isolated near the equator where the sun does, sunrise and sunsets don't change too much over the year. But Arizona has its own specific reason. And the reason is that in the summer, when most people want an extra hour of daylight so they can stay outside longer, in Arizona it's so hot in the major cities that they're waiting for the sun to go down in order to go outdoors. And so for them... The last thing they want, they say, is an extra hour of daylight. They want the sun to go down. It cools off a little bit, and then that's when they go outdoors in the evening. Now, I always have a hard time shifting to daylight saving time. It's My body, it takes a while for it to adjust. Are there any tips that people have for that? 
Well, one of the things that, though, at the same time, it, it does change on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, and most people have uh, Sunday off from work, and so that's one of the reasons we do that, to make it a little easier for the shift. But one of the things that has been suggested by sleep experts uh, is to try to, to maybe go to to sleep, uh, to sort of anticipate the, the clock changing and change the time a little bit in that direction uh, the uh, day or two before. And so that way the, 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 it's not an impact of a whole hour. It might be an impact of only 15 or 20 minutes if, you, if, if the day or two before you just uh, go to bed uh, 15 or 20 minutes uh, before you would. More in-depth after this. Continued my conversation with David Prerau, author of Seize the Daylight, the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time. Now, you've told me in the past that Iowa played a special role in the adoption of daylight saving time. Could you tell us about that again? Well, Iowa, um, there's, this, there's several times in the history of daylight saving time that Iowa got involved. One was during World War II, we we put in year-round daylight saving time, the federal government did, in order, as I said, to save energy for the war effort. But it, again, it was very unpopular with uh, rural people. And in Iowa, the state legislature actually pushed a statewide repeal through uh, the House, but it did not uh, pass in the Senate. But there was a time when Iowa was trying to go against the entire federal government and uh, put its own uh, repeal of daylight saving time. It isn't clear what would have happened if that had passed, because then it would be a fight between the federal and the state. But uh, that's one thing. When after World War II, and daylight saving time was repealed, every city and town in the country could decide on its own if it wanted daylight saving time. And certain places it was more popular than others, and some places put it in, and some places didn't put it in. Well, in Iowa. Several of the towns liked daylight saving time, and many of them didn't. And each town decided on its own when it wanted to start and end daylight saving time. So in the 1950s and early 60s, in Iowa, there were 22 different starting and ending dates of daylight saving time. So you can imagine how confusing that is, that one town doesn't have daylight saving time, the next town has it, and a third nearby town has it but starts it and ends it at different dates. And that was the situation uh, all over the country, but Iowa sort of had maybe the worst uh, situation because it had 22 different uh, starting and ending dates. But eventually was the federal government said, well, this doesn't seem good. It's, uh, it's too confusing. So they passed a law in 1966 that said that no state had to have daylight saving time, but if it did, it had to be statewide. And that's basically the law that we have today. And and each state had to start and end it at the dates that the federal government would set. So that's the way it is today. It is state It is state by state. Each state can opt out if it wants to. But if you have daylight saving time, it has to be statewide and starting and ending at the dates that the government sets. We've mentioned before that daylight saving time saves lives. Is that is that the case still? Right. Uh, one of the main benefits of daylight saving time is it reduces uh, traffic acts and fatalities. And the reason is, in almost everywhere, there's a lot more traffic in the evening than there is in the morning. 
So we have more uh, an hour extra of darkness in the morning, so you do get some extra morning traffic accidents. But there's a lot more traffic in the evening, and so the reduction of traffic accidents by having an extra hour of daylight in the evening is more than what you get of, a, of an increase in the morning. So there's a net saving of uh, traffic accidents for the entire daylight saving time period. And some countries, such as the United Kingdom, consider that the number one benefit of daylight saving and the saving of lives and, uh, and injuries due to uh, reducing accidents. Well, now we know it saves lives. We know it saves energy. Is there anything else that it does? Well, there's the thought that it also reduces crime. Uh, there's some data on this, not as good as the other data, but you can think of the fact that there's very little crime like mugging right after sunrise, but there's a lot of that kind of outdoor crime right after sunset. So if you move the sunset back an hour, which is what daylight saving time does, it gives people an extra hour of daylight to get home from work or shopping or whatever else they're doing, and therefore they're a little more safe. And uh, that seems to be reflected by, by the figures. Now, these are just tantalizing tidbits of information about daylight saving time, and you've compiled these and a whole lot more in a book. Can you tell us about that? Right. Well, I was a researcher for the U.S. government, and I got involved with the biggest study ever of the effects of daylight saving time, how it saved energy and reduced accidents and so on. And while I did, I got very curious about the history of daylight saving time, and I found that nobody knew much about it. So I started compiling information about it, and I, and I put the history plus the story, but the information about the um, the effects, plus a lot of interesting anecdotes, a lot of uh, fun stories, and I put them all together in my book, and my book is called Seize the Daylight, The Curious and Contentious Story of Daylight Saving Time. Well, and what are you working on now? That book is complete? Well, I'm... Uh, Trying, uh, I'm thinking of a new uh, book, but I haven't really gotten a, a, a topic that excited me enough yet. And I'm also spending a lot of time just trying to keep up with daylight saving time. It's, ha it's constantly changing all over the world. It's in about 70 or 80 countries, and some countries uh, are debating whether they should put it in. Some countries are debating whether they should take it out. Some countries are debating if they should uh, extend it. Uh, the U.K., for example, is thinking of having... Daylight saving time in the winter, but then having double daylight saving time two hours ahead in the summer. And that's now a bill that's in Parliament, and we'll see what happens with that. But those kind of things are happening all over the world. There's a big fight in one of the states of Australia about daylight saving time, and it became so much of an issue that there actually is a small daylight saving time political party just on that issue. So uh, there are things happening all over the world, and I'm trying to keep track of all of those. Wow. Who would have thought that daylight saving time could be so interesting and time-consuming? Well, I didn't initially, but since I've been into it, I found that there's a lot of really interesting things about it. Well, and so are you, you glad that you began the research? Yes. Oh, I, it's, it's been fascinating. And as I said, it keeps changing all the time. Thanks to David Prerau for contributing to the program. For KNIA, KRLS News, this is Dr. Bob Leonard bringing you today's news and information in-depth from our little corner of the universe. An audio copy of today's in-depth program is available at KNIAKRLS.com, on demand or for download, just click Radio Plus. If you have topics or show ideas you'd like to hear in-depth, 
Contact KNIA KRLS by sending an email to bobleonard at KNIAKRLS.com. The one to count on for today's local news and the number one news and information source in Marion County is KNIA KRLS.